Shit, we're bad boys. If you're drunk, we're season two. Boys. How about that new intro? Shit. It's so clean. I loved it. Man. I mean, how did you get so good over the break heater at beatboxing? Oh, you know, mate, I haven't not, not much to do lately in lockdown, so I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah, yeah, it's a bitch. It's a bitch. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so, well, unfortunately, Sydney's in lockdown for those people who don't know. That means the draft boys can't be in the same room, which brought a tear to my eye. I cried. It did. I, I know. Cried. I, I missed our little pre record. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, the audio quality might not be exactly what we're used to, but, uh, you know, we're committed. We're still here. Yeah. We're here for, you, for the for the fans, for the people. For the fans, for the people. So for those people that... Podcast. Yeah. For those people <laughs> that don't know what, as Miles says, the People's Podcast is about uh, and is only just joining us for season two, we are an FPL draft uh, podcast. We discuss the draft format. And uh, we don't like the budget format, so fuck that shit. Yeah. We don't love it. Uh, you know, they can listen Miles if is they more, want. Uh, Miles He's on dabbles. the fence. I like to commit. I just go, fuck that shit. I'm multi-talented, boys. <laughs> Sharing ain't caring. That's how we approach our players. All right, we'll boys. just listen to my advice. <laughs> I'm skipping you, boys. Um, we're moving straight into Snack Chat, our favorite segment. Boys, Ooh. we're doing it a bit different this week. Obviously, we can't be in the same place, and it's a bit difficult for one person to get snacks to all of us, considering we're not allowed to go further than 10Ks for our, from our home. So, mm. unless for compassionate reasons, which I believe it would have fallen under that, but, you know, the government Definitely. has other ideas. Yeah, care package. Care package. Anyway, so what we're going to do this week for Snack Chat is we're all going to have our snacks and drinks individually, and we're going to start with Hito. Hito, what do you got? Well, this week, boys, uh, speaking of care packages, I had one delivered to me this week. Um, so, and we, as part of that, I got given some Bilpin non-alcoholic ciders. Ooh. So, Pedo, like pregnant non-alcoholic. Yeah, I know. I've, I've, got to, I've got to drink them sometime and, you know. With us is when you chose. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Rude, rude. Yeah. Apple and ginger for those wondering. It's quite nice. We won't wonder. See a bottle of vodka behind you. Just go get some vodka and make use that as a mixer. Yeah, maybe give later. Us, give us a taste of cocktail heater. I've got to have something that will uh, keep me halfway through. All right, all right. And uh, what are you snacking on? My snacks. I've just got some uh, lolly snakes from the uh, natural confectionery company. Just some sugar Fresh. to go. Sugar. They're the best snakes around. They make They're the best good. stuff. Pretty I prefer Allen's, to be honest. Who are you? Nah, no way, man. Yeah, You're the king I, of I, controversial I, shit. No, I, I genuinely believe it. Okay. You probably like the yellow colour as well the most, don't you? I, I do, I do. I love <laughs> no. the yellow. Oh, who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> He'll take whatever he can get. <laughs> All right, Miles, uh, speaking of taking whatever you can get, what snacks have you got this week? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for my drink, um, I just got Coronas because we're in COVID season and I thought that I would just, you know, have the Corona juice as yeah. you will. What an, amazing, what an amazing marketing campaign this whole uh, pandemic has been, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're so it's Rona season, boys. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, for my snack, I just got a pack of kettle chili chips. They're my favorite chips. Love and, it. Um, 
yeah, with with a Corona, they just go down so sweet. Yeah, look, I completely agree with that. That is a great selection there. Fully backing that, much Ooh. more than Hito's. If I was going to pick either of your snacks at this point, I'd pick Miles by a long, 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 long way. Um, it's not even a question. Okay, me this week. Well, as we all know, the Tokyo Olympics is running at the moment, so I thought I'd get a Japanese theme going on here. I've only oh, like really it. gone a Japanese theme for the beer, but it was pretty cool. So I've got a uh, Monsuta Okinawa Dry Premium Draft. It's uh, got a big sumo wrestler on, so it's a bit of the sport themes. I've never had it before. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, what does it taste like? Look, I'll give you a little bit of the background on the back here. Giant size mm. taste. Oh, not translated well. When the dust settles, take a moment to honour the legacy of the Monsuta with smooth, crisp refreshment. Monsuta Okinawa Dry is brewed using the finest quality ingredients to create a dry lager of unseen magnitude. <laughs> All right, that's it. Fuck the restrictions. I'm coming over there right now for one of them. Yeah, baby. All right. Let's. <laughs> and here's my new tradition. Whenever I crack a beer, I say... Fuck you, COVID. <sighs> so, they, so they're real high in cows. Is that why they're uh, built to, to make you? Built, yeah. What, what did it say? Make yeah, I don't know. Mate, it said a lot of things. I couldn't go all over it. Let's let's just leave it at the fact that it's got a sumo restaurant on the front. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm going with some classic Smith's cheese and onion chips for my snack. It's the bomb diggity. It's the best pairing yeah, with a nice classic. beer. I'd go yours over Hito's as well. Mate, it's an well, easy choice. Isn't I, it? Set, I set higher standards for my friends than I do myself. You know, if I was bringing it for you, I'd up my game. But yeah, you better hope so. Yeah, you fucking though. better not bring that shit to pod when <laughs> yeah, we that's drink I'm it. it. That's why I'm drinking it now to keep my options open. <laughs> I see why your boss gave it to you. He was trying to offload it. He's like, here's a game package. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's get into it. Um, so. I guess what I should do is maybe summarise what we're covering in this pod. Obviously, yep. uh, the Premier League season hasn't started yet, so we're doing a couple of pre-season pods just covering a bit about like draft strategy and stuff like that, but I'll go through in order what we're going to talk about here. So if you'd like to skip through to any particular section, you can. We're going to talk about Premier League players at the Euros and Copa and just a little bit of a general chat about those, those competitions. Uh, we'll dive into the done deals in the transfer market and the Prem. Um, we're also going to go over a bit of the rumour mill, what hasn't happened yet, but some exciting stuff going on there. Uh, mm. And then we're going to round it out with a bit of draft tactics, which uh, we'll cover half this week or half this episode, half next episode um, of our draft tactics. And then finally, we're just going to bring up some of the thoughts on our radar. Nice. Let's get cool. into it. I'm Let's keen. Let's do it. Let's do it, please. So the uh, the Euros Copa. Did you guys watch a lot of it? Yeah, um, I actually I didn't watch much Copa. I watched the final and most of a semi final, but Euros I watched heaps of actually. Why do you um, think that is that you didn't watch much Copa? Like I was the same, and I think Hito, you said you were the same too. Yeah, I don't. I was really invested in you know it coming home, and I really wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to go through that whole process with all the England fans. Um, and it was close, but yeah. it went to Rome instead. It went to Rome. It's coming Rome. How good was Benucci there? 
<laughs> so right, good. Camera, that was pretty funny. I mean, I'm sure any England listeners won't be agreeing with me, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed personally, but yeah, it was fun. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed watching, you know, all of the Premier League stars and a couple of, uh, a couple of players that won me the trophy last season, actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've heard enough from Miles. Pito, what do you think of Sterling, that comp? Yeah, it looked pretty good. He, uh, I, I thought we'd see a lot of fatigue after a very weird end of uh, Premier League season from a lot of the English players, but they somehow got through it and it looked really sharp. Um, yeah, I thought Sterling looked pretty good for it. Um, he just looked well as a Sterling owner for me last season. I was, you know, probably watching him closer than others, maybe. But um, he looked so different. Like for, for me at City, he just looked like he was coasting a bit. He wasn't finishing very well. And then, like, I heard him in interviews during the Euros, and he was fired up. And I just don't yeah. think we'd seen that fire at City this season. And shit, it, like, he got three goals and an assist. Um, and for me, I think he was one of the better players of the tournament, or well, definitely for England. Yeah, I, I, maybe maybe he'd already been slightly hinted from Pep that he might be in the shop window with any kind mm. of tra- trades with uh, Tottenham. <laughs> hey, how, how would you feel if you were Sterling if you were being bartered in the Kane deal? You'd be like, that's such an insult, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty brutal. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't be stoked on that. That's for sure. Yeah, but with the Kane and Sterling, like I, I felt that they linked up really, really well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Pep wanted to actually keep them both. Yeah, I mean they're one of the only teams that probably could afford that. Mm. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, man. Lots, lots of moves, but I Can think he... also as well, oh, like just to sh- oh, I was just going to jump onto. Like, it's hard not to talk about Luke Shaw. Oh fuck! He, yeah. he was fantastic in the in the Euros. I know. Um, I agree. Like, yeah. I just it's it's weird. I why I don't know why I don't rate him. And you know, I was kind of reminded a bit more of his story during the Euros about what kind of went on with his injury and how bad it was. Mm. Yeah, and it was terrible. To make the comeback he's made, like it is, is pretty impressive. And and we all remember the shore at Southampton. Like he was, everyone was frothing mm. on him. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he, he hadn't looked like that sure in a while, but God, his balls in were tight. Yeah, really good. Freshly shaved. He's too. a Chelsea fan as well, you know. Grew up a Chelsea boy. You never know. You never know. No, we're pretty covered at left back, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Um, but yeah, no, it was that was good, and that finish from him on the volley was very nice. Oh mm. yeah. How do you guys feel about? Um, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but how do you guys feel about fatigue? For this coming season? Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. Um, And I think we should definitely bring it up when we talk about our draft tactics. But to to cover it quickly here, like, you know, typically when they have a tournament in the off-season, you know, the teams that go deeper, the players that go deeper in the comp come back late, which is usually means that they won't be match fit for another couple of weeks. Um, so there's some missed out points there. So you can expect England and Italian players um, to be, you know, late starters to the season. But uh, also, yeah, they just they've just gone straight in. Like there's no break. I know it's it's pretty mental. I just kept thinking that the whole time, like this is great. But I'm like, oh, so keeping my eye on who's playing a lot. <laughs> Who am I going to be hesitant about? But 
yeah. I guess outside of Euros, boys, like a superstar from last season, Emmy Martinez, hero in um, hero in the uh, Copa, hey? Yeah, oh big time. God, he's my hero. I love that dude. What a story, he's, he's such though. A good being like, did you guys see a bit about his story too? I did. I did. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. like how he moved all the way over to England when he was so young, and like went out and loaned a bunch. Like for ten years, he was at Arsenal, hardly played. Mm. Makes a move late in his career to Aston Villa and gets called up. And like, yeah, like wins a fucking Copa America. That's amazing. Oh, it's so cool. Did he yeah. win the Golden Glove in Prem? He must. Uh, no, uh, I don't think he did. But he was the highest scoring keeper in fantasy. Oh, because probably because he like just made all of those outstanding, you know, bonus point matches and. Well, yeah, yeah. he had like yeah. yeah. Edison won with 19 clean sheets last season. Okay. But the yeah. thing is, like, he Martinez faces a lot more shots at Aston Villa, so he's going to naturally get some yeah. saves. And if even if he doesn't have as many clean sheets, which they did have a lot, he's going to get yeah. more of those points from saves. Yeah, yeah. Saves and bonus clean. points. And, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, yeah, he's, cool. he was outstanding. Um, other ones for me, like Grealish, looked like didn't start a lot, but God, when he came on, he looked good, and he was such a fan favorite, eh? He was, yeah. And yeah, I get that- it. There's there's a bit of sexy style there. I don't know. He's just got this Grealish thing about him. Yeah, definitely. Hundred mm. um, percent. Any any other big players for you guys, or you want to move on? Yeah, no. Um, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, one one quick note is, you know, Messi finally got his international trophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tick that it's got to be a slower, sl- slower clap than that, I think, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's better. Done. All right. Yep. Yeah, I'm so happy for Messi. He's got all the trophies now except the World Cup. Sorry, mate. Um, okay. Transfer news. Let's get into it. Done deals. Um, mm. Dirty deeds or dirty deals done dirt cheap. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Nailed it. Well, yeah. Uh, Maybe not dirt cheap for some of them, though. No, nah, they're not all dirt cheap. And that might lead us into our first uh, transfer here Ben White uh, for 50 mil. Yeah. It's a lot, isn't it? It is. But it seems to be the price tag that comes with um, English players. Yeah. A good English defender. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I just. I, I think that you know when like harry Maguire went and we're looking at it being like 80 mil really is he that good because i mean i think van dyke's so far ahead of um harry Maguire, and i think he was a bit cheaper and only a year before that so i look at the ben white thing and yeah i think he was good um especially last season for brighton but um 50 million it's a lot for me I'd agree. It's really hard to judge this current transfer market because, like, all the plot prices have blown out so much. But, I mean, one of the big factors coming into some of those transfers is that English, you know, if it's if they've yeah. got the English nationality, then they cost it's like beneficial 10 million. for them. Yeah. Yeah. And from prem to prem, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's always a good move. Look, I, I don't mind the move and, like, maybe, you know, he's what they need in their defense. Like, they've been pretty rubbish for a couple of years now. So, I don't know. Maybe this will be a good change. It's definitely what they needed. I think that they might need a more, like, central defender instead of, you know, because he's a bit more of a wing back, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, I think he played out on, on one of the wings. Yeah, I think and, he played um, like right back for Brighton, I think. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. But, but I don't know, no, no, I don't know like if he's it. actually... Um, I don't think he's actually a, a wing, wing back. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, sorry, not a wing back, just a right back. It, it definitely will shore up their defence, which has just been shocking for, for years now, actually. Like, I mean, I know they didn't score a lot of goals last season, but um, a few f- for the seasons before, um, they were losing games from just conceding, not from not scoring. Mm. Yeah. Boys, he's a centre-back. I'm right. I'm bloody right here. Is he? Ben White. He's an English professional footballer who plays as a centre-back for Premier League club Arsenal. Oh, I thought he played okay. out right back or something for Brighton last year. Look, maybe yeah. that's how they're selling it or because maybe he's... Uh, Arsenal oh, they played, with, they played three with, at a back, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, they did I actually, was, yeah. Maybe, maybe he was right of the three because had Lampy and um, Solly March playing the wing-backs. Someone corrected me. This literally the other day, I thought he was a right back. I was like talking to an Arsenal fan. He's like, no, he was a centre back. I'm like, well, really? And then I looked it up and then I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, he was. And then you guys doubted it. I was like, oh, shit, I've got bad info. But then I had to look it up. (laughs) All right, he's a fucking centre back. All right. So it is what they need for me. Like, I think they're pretty good on, you know, Mm. out out wide in in defence. It's more been down the middle that's been a problem. So, yeah, yeah. that's true, yeah. And um, another big one, um, or a fairly big, big buy for Aston Villa, uh, Emmy Buendia. Buendia, uh, yeah. $38 million from Norwich. Shit. Yeah. I think he was just their creative spark um, that they had last year. And I, th- I think actually it's probably a really bad decision from Norwich for, for letting that go, especially just coming back. Um, but what were you thinking, Hato? Well, there was heaps of rumours when he left, when they, Norwich got relegated last season, or the season before last, that heaps of people were interested. And the fact that they managed to hold him for a promotion battle, I think mm. that might have been the last thing. It's like, help us stay here, get us back up. And then it, I think it was going to be really hard to not sell him. But that's some good money. Like, as a player, he's not, like, he's good, but he's not, I don't know. I, don't think, I think he's very much an Aston Villa type player. I don't think he's anything crazy. I'd agree. Mm. Um, yeah, look, he's he was involved in a lot last season for Norwich, and you know if if Aston Villa are facing, you know, the deficit of not having Grealish. Um, yeah, I was going to ask. Do you reckon that's just a bit preparing for Grealish leaving? I'd say so. I think mm. you know they're spending the cash before they've got it from Grealish, maybe. Yeah. And um, yeah, look, you know, one of the big problems we noticed with Aston Villa last season is. As soon as Grealish wasn't playing, they just weren't the same team. And Big time. Barkley has gone back to Chelsea. They just they need someone else that can like hold the ball, be creative, and mm. you know make give make the other players around him more, which I think Buendia does. So mm. I think it'll be yeah. interesting. We'll see. I don't know if Aston Villa will have the same season that they did, or at least start of the season they did last year but if they lose it's good really, business for Villa bad yeah. business for Norwich but as you said they probably kind of owe it to him for, for staying and getting them back up yeah for sure one other quick note just to mention uh, Ashley Young back at Aston Villa yeah it lost from the past I know yeah is that like with a, maybe a tie just to get him back to England kind of coach or something I can't see him maybe. playing much yeah I don't know uh, who, uh, who's he competing with position-wise there? Um, 
Oh, well, he's Ooh. got like Maddie Cash. Maddie Cash. Oh, that's what I thought. Right back. Oh, no, he's right back, yeah. isn't Yeah. Right back. And then um, is it Target? No, or is that the Burnley guy? I always forget. No, it's Target. It's Target. Target? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Target. Yeah, I think Target. he's more. I, I think Target. Sorry. I, I feel like he's more just depth and <laughs> potentially maybe he just missed the taste of like English bird poo instead of Italian bird poo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was going to say it, but I was like, you know what? I'll leave it out. I'll leave that it out. That is brutal. That's what I nearly vomit every time I see that. It's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. <laughs> you you got to give it to him, though. Like, he didn't even react. Oh, it was oh. just <laughs> straight in. He was just like, you know what? I'll just eat it. Maybe a bit of uh, bit of energy that I need. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I got energy. Got a lot of energy. <laughs> Wait. All right. So who's uh, who's left the Premier League though? Ah, oh, oh boy, a last Aussie, the last Aussie, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. It's kind of weird that he moved to Arsenal. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something I happened. Thought it was he, weird. he went down the pecking order severely at Brighton and just got told you can fuck off. So he went to Arsenal randomly and then. Now off to Real Sociedad. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he gets a good amount of game time there. I still think he's probably our best keeper Australia-wise. But, yeah, going from the Prem. Yeah. No Aussies uh, now. I know. And another guy, uh, a staple of the Prem's also left as well, Giroud. Just, oh, yeah. Just out the back yes. door after years of being rumoured for this team or that team or never getting first team action. He's, I know. Yeah. I think he'll do well wherever he... Where's he gone, Milan? Yeah, I think it's AC. Um, Who is he competing with against there? Zlatan. (laughs) Oldies up front. Interesting. (laughs) Anyway, they're kind of similar in a lot of ways. That dressing room is going to be like full of body oil. Oh, (laughs) God, yes. Maybe they're trying to make it. Maybe they're trying to fill out their uh, team naked calendar for the year. They're trying to get some good looking (laughs) boys in. <laughs> I think it'll sell. <laughs> I'm buying one. Um, all right. Uh, what else have we got? <laughs> Highlights of the done deals. Um, maybe not a highlight, but maybe worth a mention. Crystal Palace and um, you know they've they've obviously made a big change with their manager. Um, mm. You know, gone from the old boy to the young boy. Yeah. Vieira, oh, yeah, Vieira. Yeah, Vieira. So yeah. Yeah. it's interesting. I think Crystal Palace will be one to watch for sure for this season. They're definitely yeah. going for some younger players. Um, they've got quite a few players on loan from different places, but um, a, a new, young, um, exciting attacking player, uh, Michael Elise. He's a mm. midfielder from the championship. He had 12 assists, seven goals last season and uh, might be a bit of a window of opportunity there for him because uh, Izzy is out for the season. Um, I don't actually yeah. know. Wh- when did that happen? Was that It happened about three or four weeks before the Prem ended last season. Um, I think he did like an ACL or something. Actually yeah, Achilles. Worse. It says Achilles yeah. injury. Yeah, oh, yeah, so that's a pretty big loss for them. So you I know, think it was in be training looking... as well. Yeah, I know that's, that's brutal. brutal. They're going to be that's looking sad. for someone to fill that hole. Um, mm. And yeah, so you know, 
I think Michael Elise is one of the big options there. Um, in the, and just to support that kind of um, youth uh, going to Palace at the moment, they just got Connor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea, who was at um, was it a championship yeah. side last season. Um, he's meant to be a decent prospect for Chelsea, so should be interesting. Uh, another Chelsea player, Mark uh, Guehi. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. Uh one of the more promising centre backs, um, and they've let go of a few centre backs at Palace this season. Uh, pretty sure quite a few of the main boys uh, are gone. Um, I don't have the yeah. exact names here, but um, changing supports, up the guard, eh? Yeah, it is, and that kind of supports that. The next signing I was going to talk about, which is uh, Anderson uh, coming in from uh, the Denmark player. Mm. Was he the guy that was playing for Fulham? Yeah, on loan. Yeah. Yeah. And and he got a decent, you know, uh rep there and um and yeah, he he played he started three times for Denmark in the Euros, so he's playing at a national level, so okay, I've been shin to watch. Quite a di- different looking team um there, so yeah. Yeah. And Zaha's staying, you reckon? Have you guys been hearing anything? Honestly, he's not been on the rumor mill that much, well not that I've heard. I haven't seen anything. I was wondering if you guys had Mate, mm. he's Palace for life. He hasn't gotten out this far so far either. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. After watching that Palace doco too, like, I don't know if you boys have seen it on Amazon, but. No, I didn't. Oh, dude, it's good. I want to though. Oh, you've not seen it? That's fucking sick. No. It, it's yeah, basically it about out. their promotion and um, like the time when they their managers, their uh uh, their leadership was changing and the ownership mm. was changing. Oh, okay. It's, you, neither of you guys have heard of it. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. watch it. I've got one more app, I think, to watch, but it's very good. Um, mm. Anyway, that's, that's enough very, time that's, on Palace. That's, that's very unlike Palace for something to be good. So, <laughs> Yeah, true. I think basically... Fuck you, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, but the reason, it, palace. the reason it's good, Hito, is because it's one of those struggling stories. <laughs> <laughs> Started from the bottom, we're still here. Yeah, I'm sorry. you should. You should be used to struggling as well. You guys struggled for like eighteen years. <laughs> the oh, old mate, not, mate, not, as, oh, not as bad. Not as bad as Palace. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's why I don't want to watch it. I'm, it's too much trauma. <laughs> All right, uh, boys. Someone's back in the prem at Everton. I, I yeah. didn't recognize him at first. He's got no hair now. What? Or I didn't a see re- that. Very, re- very receding hairline. Oh, really? Begovic. Yeah, Bego. Begovic. Yeah. He's a great I, keeper. Is he going to be f- first choice, you reckon? Nah, I man, don't think so. Unless Pickford's it- going somewhere. I don't, he had a. I think they just had some shit backups they've shipped off. Um, I think Bego's a great backup. Yeah. Yeah, great backup. Yeah. They've, right, they've really dipped into the uh, the cheap side of the market, Everton, so far. Townsend for free. Begovic, I think, for free. Damari Gray for like one mil. <laughs> they really haven't given I think Rapper. that's a steal. <laughs> they haven't really given Actually, Rapper I don't know like about it. you guys, but I, I really rate Damari Gray. I he's, always have. He's looked good in preseason from what I've seen, which, you know, that's not too big, but, you know, that is something worth mentioning. Mm. Um, I think he's definitely a wait and see prospect, but yeah, not bad. Like well, I don't know, one mil. Just who was it? Like um, on that side, it was Allen, wasn't it? Last season for Everton, 
And um, I just never really rated him out there on the wing. And I think Damari Gray will give them that extra nah. option of Allen was deeper. Allen was deeper. Really, he was playing out what like on the right, the right wing for so much of the season. I thought mm, he's more of a central mid, but well, that, yeah. well it's because he was probably covering um, Hammers, who was coming inside off the right and didn't do any uh, tracking on the right. So he probably got maybe to yeah stuck out there, but I don't know what Rafa's going to play. He's traditionally a bit more defensive. So I thought Allen mm. was actually a good signing from them. Like, he's a decent ball player in the midfield, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're interested to see what happens there. Um, next one of mention, Junior mm. Firpo from Barcelona. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's a kind of an attack-minded left back. Um, he's moving to Leeds. Sorry, I should have said the club he's joining. Um, mm. Yeah, he's moving to Leeds. Um, he's going to be a direct place replacement for shit. What? Uh, oh, Alioski, maybe? Alioski. Yeah. Or is it Ailey? No. Might have been Well, Alioski was on the left. What, is he left? So, Ailey was on the right. One of them's left. Sorry, we're going to have to check that. Someone check that for yeah. me. But, uh, yeah, Firpo is uh, yeah, tap-minded left back. Um, and, yeah, will definitely suit that, like, lead style of just fucking attack, attack. Um, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's could- Alioski. Yeah, Alioski. Yeah. yeah. But is he he's left, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not in the team. So, uh yeah, so I think he'll definitely slot right in. Um he's not played a lot at Barcelona. Um obviously, I don't think anyone's heard of him, so you normally hear about Barca players. But uh yeah, he's uh I think he'll be interesting. He's not played a lot of minutes for a while, but it sounds like he's going to create. So, we'll see. Yeah, wonder watch with Barca trying to offload some of their wage bills. So, yeah. lots of Barca players <laughs> appearing around the world. I know. N- none of the ones you want, though. No, no. Where's Messi? Yeah, exactly. It's all it's all to pay his wages, mate. They're just going to have a team of one man. Yeah, definitely. All right, Miles, do you know anything about this guy, Patson Daka, who's moved to Leicester? Yeah, uh, a little bit. So, it kind of looks like... Leicester are looking at kind of life after Vardy. So, you know, they've obviously got Kalechi Iniacho, who, you know, is amazing. Um, but I think that, you know, Rogers wants that second option. So they've brought this Daka in. Um, it seems like he's kind of got a lot of pace, uh, similar to Vardy, probably not like Red Bull Vardy, but, you know, <laughs> he's maybe just like a like a V or something like that. <laughs> Monster. Um, <laughs> yeah, like just a monster. Um, but, yeah, I, I I don't know how much time he's going to get just because of the Vardy and Ineacha combo. Um, and there's actually big questions. Like, do you think Rodgers is going to play two at the front again like he did for the tail end of that season, which seemed to be working for him? You know, Vardy was yeah. a little bit more of a creative role rather than that attacking um, that he saw, like that counter. Yeah. Obviously, he still had it. But I think they'll you know be I mean? the. I think they'll be the um, main two, and then Daka will just be slowly kind of integrated and provide a bit of depth. Yeah. You know, he's got twenty-seven goals and twenty-eight appearances in the Austrian league last year, so we'll see how that converts to Premier League. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I think as well. Uh, one thing to consider is Harvey Barnes is fit again, and yeah. one of the big. You know, Ian Archer really came in when he was injured. 
um, and that's mm. when that all changed. So with Harvey Barnes, but you can't again, leave him out now. Like after what he did, I, you can't leave him out. I agree. I agree. I just think there's a lot of selection issues there, and maybe there'll be some more rotation this season. And, and as we all said, you know, last season was weird, and you know, players may not have fully recovered from that yet. So. And it doesn't look like this season will be much different. You know, we're already hearing COVID cases in Premier League teams. So, you know, I think teams are going to rotate more. And that's one thing people are going to have to factor in with fantasy. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Liverpool. I know, Hito, you've been burning to talk about your one very exciting (laughs) transfer. (laughs) Tell us about him. It's probably only one signing we'll have this season. It really doesn't seem like we're going to sign anyone else, to be honest. Um you don't yeah. think Mbappe is coming? Nah, not till next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Just trying yeah. to make, mate, wait till we get onto your boys, you know, fantasies with Harlan. That's not happening either. Doesn't um, matter. We'll get another great strike. <laughs> yeah, not uh, Lukaku. He doesn't want to come back. I don't want him. <laughs> I'd take yeah, it. So we've signed another centre back, uh, Konate. Nice, just depth. We obviously got completely ravaged last year with first team defenders. So um, just providing some more depth, young guy. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. He's an absolute beast. He's like 6'5 or something. Um, so, wow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But just some nice depth, I guess. Nothing too crazy to shout for fantasy to think about, I think. I'd agree. Um, yeah, definitely some depth. And if there's any Liverpool injuries in that area, you know who to jump on. Yeah. Definitely. I hate um, to say it, but I think Man U's got probably the most exciting transfer news so far this see this season. Yeah, I don't know if they've like. I guess it's good business. I, my favorite transfer of theirs is Varane. Oh yeah, yeah. Just because it was I, not as uh, drawn out over two seasons. Yeah, I don't know, Sancho. There's a lot of hype there. Like Varane, we he's proven. Like yeah. that's one of the best centre backs in the world, if not the best at the moment, and. I think he's going to change United's defense a lot. Can't like yeah. I don't know like Silva Thiago Silva came into Chelsea's defense and like yes there was a bit shaky at times during the Lamps era but like his presence was huge and yeah. I think that's what United's been missing. They just like Maguire's not that guy or not yet for me. Um, and I think someone like Varane is just like a fast, big, strong defender. I think, yeah, I think um, Varane next to a more robust Maguire will be a nice combo. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Pre- previous partnerships there have not been super strong. I think it will kind of help make up for any kind of shortcomings of Maguire. And yeah, because I mean, Maguire's a big, strong boy. Like. You know. Oh yeah, he's good at heading. I don't. He, I don't think he's. He's an okay ball player. Everyone says he's good with ball his feet. I don't know if I agree with that, but I think. Um, yeah, I think it's it's just only an upgrade, and I think that's a lot more threatening to come up against, um, for sure in defense. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I think so too. And then you know, Sancho up front, like, you know, there's a lot to be proven there. Um, Man, I, don't, I just want to jump in. Actually, I want to say something about Do it. Sancho. Um, I know that you said that you don't rate him too much. I know that you do, but I was the same. And I think it's just because we don't watch a lot of Bundesliga and stuff like that. But 
I looked at a stat the other day and he's actually fourth in a list of like most golf involvement involvements from last season. And it's only, he's only behind like Messi, Mbappe, Lewandowski, then Sancho at 55 um, goal involvements for the whole of last season. So I, I think it's just because we don't watch a lot of Bundesliga to know his actual talents, you know, because like when he was at City, we didn't really get to see much of him. And yeah, I think I, maybe, I think that he's going to shock us. Look, I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm open to that, but I'm going to stick by basically what I said last season. And this won't be the season for fantasy players. I don't think he's going to come in and blow everyone's minds. Like mm. like everyone, Look, like it doesn't matter if he's English. I think he's been playing at a professional level in Germany and it's going to take him a second to acclimatise to Prem. 100%. I, I agree that it does take a little bit to adapt to the, the modern Premier League. Um, I, I'm just not going to be surprised if he comes out firing, especially in a, an attacking kind of team like United have at the moment. So... I'd be very keen to be drafting a couple of uh, United players, especially those attackers. Yeah, and I think we'll get into that, but they are looking solid this year. Mm. So Interested. Okay, Miles, uh, I know this is a player that you know about. This is our last kind of featured transfer here. We'll quickly talk about him. Um, Norwich, Milo Rashika? Yeah. um, So I'm... I'm I'm not super interested in Norwich players besides probably Pookie and um, Milo, but um, basically he's he's come in to fill the gap of um, of uh, the Buendia. new Aston Villa guy Buendia. Buendia. And um, look, like his stats over the last three years, I think from memory were like 21 goals and 17 assists um, throughout 87 appearances. Um, but yeah, yeah. he's. I think he's one to keep an eye on because he could he could hit the ground running if he gets a good start. So um, depending on how he fits into the team, uh, I think it's kind of one to keep an eye on. I don't think I'd be wanting to draft him because I'm, I think I'm going to stay away from Norwich unless I got Pookie. Yeah, fuck no. And even Pookie, I'm like, Pookie was, by the end of his season last year, it was not- not last year, but last yeah, year he was in. I'm just saying, if I've got like no one for my third striker, I'd get Pookie, obviously, to have a little bit of a punt on him. Hmm. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm not really sold on Norwich at the moment. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, look, I agree. I mean, you know, another interesting part of their team as well is Billy Gilmore's gone there on loan, and he's yeah, been interesting. He's going to make them solid. Yeah, he's been impressing a lot lately and maybe he's going to give something to their midfield that shores them up, but who knows? Very much a wait and see. All right, now let's yeah, go through a couple of the fun stuff. It hasn't happened. Yeah. It's the rumour mill. What have yeah, you guys heard? Happened. Talk to me. Well, I guess I just want to cover off maybe, obviously there's some big ones going, but just before we get stuck in that, something that I found interesting where I only just saw today talking on the Man U defense side, there's a rumor of Trippier to Man U. Um, wow. Which I thought was interesting. Um, really? Yeah. he plays on the right side, doesn't he? Yeah. It'd isn't be that, that Wan-Bissaka? It is, but I don't know. I don't think Wan-Bissaka's been that amazing. A lot of people fucking love him, but 
Like maybe they just want, if they're pulling in someone as solid as Varane, maybe they have room now to have a creative flair on the right side. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Maybe it's a sign of that a formation change. Yeah. Maybe they're going to try three at the back. Yeah, potentially could be. But I know it's only just a rumor at this stage, but that I thought that was interesting today. I did not see that coming. Um, no, I'm actually yeah. really like trying to comprehend that because I, I, I'm a big Wamba sucker, you know, believer. Yeah. I believe in him. <laughs> you, yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> a Waliba. Fuck you, COVID. Sorry. Oh, you're cracking another beer, are you? Yep. Yeah. I'm right behind you. Well, let's dive into the meaty stuff then, boys. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Man City. Grealish, Kane, are they going? Oh. Well, it seems like on BBC News uh, Sports today, they said that Man City tabled a hundred mil bid for Grealish. Yeah, um, a hundred. You know, when it's on the BBC, it's normally got some legs. Definitely, I rate it. Like after seeing him last season, he's good, mm. man. Yeah, like he Very he's good. one of those players. Like he's an impact player. Like he's got that suave style of playing. Like. Reminds me a bit of Hazard in a way, not super similar, but just like how he can attract an entire defense mm. and be His the ball focus. control is like amazing. It's good. Yeah. He can create things from anywhere. Like, you know, he brings defenders to him. And it seems like with the, all the rumors of potential player swaps for the Kane deal, it seems like some of those names being thrown out there, like Bernardo Silva and, you know, Sterling's been thrown out and, it seems like there's potential dead weight at at City. So I don't think Peps is attached to maybe some of those names historically. So I don't think there's that question of like, oh, God, how are they going to load in him with all the others in there? I think there's potentially room for others who have lost favor. And I'd agree with that. Walk straight in there. They need something, you know, exciting. They've just lost Aguero. They don't really have a striker of any note. Like they're not really using Zeus. Yet, exactly. So that's why I just think, yeah, it could be very interesting. Mate, could you imagine fucking Kane, Sterling, Grealish, Foden? Wow. Jesus. De Bruyne. English heavy. You haven't even, yeah, you haven't even bloody talked about KDB. KDB and Rodri sitting deeper. Like, fucking hell. And then Mares and, oh, my God, it's, it's actually unfair. Yeah. It's a stupid list of names. But I have also heard Chelsea's name in there with the Grealish. Chelsea's always got a name in there, though. Yeah, like, because we got money at the moment. We're like the only team that survived COVID. Mate, what do you mean at the moment? You've always had money. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, right now we're juiced Actually, up again. If we're going to move over to the, the Chelsea um can you just talk to the to, to the audience about your theory of the domino effect? Because when you said that to me the other day, it just makes complete sense. Well, yeah, I, I have to say it's not completely my theory, but I've seen some stuff out on the internet there. I mean, claim it, baby. I, I'll claim, claim it. it. I'll claim it. But basically, the idea is, you know, there's all these strikers, um, you know, at all these different teams, um, and there's only so many top top strikers around. And the theory is once one moves, the rest will move because, well, basically one has to go for the rest to go because it's going to trigger all these transfers after it. 
So, for example, I feel like Kane is the first one because he said he wants to go. He's pushing for it. There's someone who wants him bad enough in City, it seems like. Yeah. So, if he goes, then it feels like it'll just open up for everyone else to make their moves. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah, then, if Tottenham, especially if Tottenham have 100 mil or something to spend. Like, or 160. Just, I, yeah, or that. I don't see if they're... <laughs> but I don't see them attracting one of the big names that's being thrown around. They'll have the cash, but I don't think they'll get one of the big names. No, I agree. They're definitely not. They're not going to get a big, big name. But they're going it, to... It's going to start moving things around. Like, that's... yeah. Because you're saying like once Kane goes, all those other clubs can be like, okay, we can't get Kane anymore. Let's go yeah. to our like second or like yeah. our, you know, our other options. A hundred percent. Sorry if I didn't explain that well enough, but yeah. So that's kind of the mm. theory. So it will be interesting, and I think that's why there's been a delay with heaps of those clubs that have all been rumored. Like you know, there have been so many of the top strikers in Europe rumored moving this season, like. Lukaku, Lewandowski, Kane, Holland, Mbappe even. Um, it's mm. going to be very interesting because even even Mbappe could trigger it in a way. I don't know if he's going, but like Real Madrid right now, they've lost a lot. They've, you know, yeah. not attacking. But they're broke, the you know. Like yeah, who would broke. have seen they've lost both their senior centre-backs? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they just need to react in a way. Maybe that's just two massive wage bills that they've just cleared up. Who knows if that's if they're preparing for Mbappe. And in that case, then PSG, where are they looking? And that's boom, 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 boom. Anyway, Ooh. just a theory, but, yeah, it's some really huge names and, you know, some interesting ones that could come into the Prem and really cause a, uh, a mix-up in your draft strategy. Yeah. Even Ronaldo's had a bit of chatter around his name. Like, yeah. has that been sorted out now? Mostly, I, I think. I think. I think yeah, Juventus have come out saying he'll be here, but you never know. But there's not many teams that can afford him, so <laughs> I don't yeah. know where he would go. But yeah, mm. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. No, I don't know either. Yeah, he's going to be an interesting one for a while. Yeah, definitely. But, but, I think. Um, as well, just to factor in, obviously, a lot of big babies. I think there's some more kind of day-to-day Premier League, you know, fantasy things to factor in of some of the other rumors going around of Zuma to West Ham potentially. Um, yeah, that's huge for bit them. Of, bit of a fantasy powerhouse for a bit last season. Yeah, look, he's mm. definitely got the ability to score goals and I don't see him really getting back into the Chelsea team. I could see why he would want to make a move somewhere. Yeah, especially yeah. in London. That would and, be huge for them. And honestly, like, I would really be looking at him because West Ham were very solid last year and he scores mm. goals. He scores goals and, and West Ham play with a back four, which suits him. Like, we saw that when he played in a back three, it just it wasn't his game. He was always better. On, like, he was never good as the centre centre back. Like, he no. was better on either side. For me, he's a little bit too inconsistent to play that position. He doesn't yeah. have a cool enough head. Yeah. But definitely. fuck me, does he make some good tackles? Jesus. Some last <laughs> season I remember seeing, I was just like, we're fucked. He's just he's giving away a penalty and then you look, he's like, oh, my God. Clean, just clean as. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. He's got some skills. He's got some skills. Yeah. That is an interesting one. Um, yeah, JWP talked about moving. Oh, 
James Ward-Prowse, yeah, the golden boy. Yeah, rumours of a shutdown bid from Villa. I mean, I don't see how Southampton can let him go, especially with Ings being rumoured to potentially go around. Even Chelsea have been mentioned in that um, list of names. Yeah. I I would love that as a signing for Chelsea. Fuck me. If he was our, like, backup striker, shit. I think even City were were mentioning his name as well. Like, Ings is very, very... Like, he's, he's underrated in a way. Like, I know a lot of people rate him, but I still think that not enough people rate him and his ability. Yeah. I think it's because he's just sitting in a mid-table team. Like, if he was up there helping a team push for a, just smashing games and getting the winner, yeah, he's interesting. And, and those big teams need to think about that because rotation is a factor and players getting injured is, as Hito said, there's, you know, not not much rest between the seasons. They're going to need to be able to rotate and Ings is a great rotation option. Yeah, um, huge. Yeah, I guess the only other thing is um, Tammy, Tammy Abraham. Yeah, a lot of rumors yeah. going around for a few few teams, Arsenal, West Ham, Villa. I think he'd be a good signing for any of those teams. I agree. Me too. I, I, honestly, it yeah. fucking bums me out. Me too. Like, I, I think he he's really proved himself. I, it's hard because I don't know if I'm just emotionally connected to him because he's one of those youth players that came up under lamps and I was really loving that whole like youth revival at Chelsea and relying on that a bit more. Like when I go, when I put my like Chelsea goggles on and go spend big on like, you know, if we're buying Holland, then yeah, fuck. All right. Let's go. Like, let's go. But it does make <laughs> me a little sad that, you know, that's my team, you know, they're not back in their home, their homeboy. Yeah. But, I think I, I liked him too, you know, two seasons ago. I really liked him. I was like, fuck, he's a good player. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, and he'd be perfect. I think he could definitely sit in a team in the top six. I think, so. well, I, I mean, Tottenham, just saying. And Chelsea don't mind fucking giving their good players to the local teams. Fucking hell. And yeah, it's, you know what's going to kill me? It's just, if he turns into just another amazing player that we let go, I just can't anymore. How many of these guys are going to let go? Like, imagine if he's a, Tottenham's boy, and then they let him run for a year or two. Like, he could turn into a pretty fucking awesome player. Yeah. Anyway. I agree. But we'll see. All right. We've spent enough time talking about transfers. We better talk about draft tactics. Yeah, let's, let's talk do about it. it. All right. Who wants to talk? We got Our first topic is balancing squad. Does anyone have some strong opinions here? Yeah. I, think- I mean... Milo does. Go on, go on, Milo. Yeah, I'm um, always has strong opinions, but go ahead. Yeah, I've, I, you know, I always um, take this into consideration while I'm drafting. Um, we do a live draft. Uh, we don't do the thing where you select your order. So I always like to, you know, draft in according to my squad. But then I also like to look at other people's squads and how they're shaping up and how I can actually counter those players. So, you know, if, if I see, you know, by maybe round three or four, if I can um, correctly kind of identify who I think has the stronger teams, I will then move on to trying to counter those people. 
with maybe other players in similar teams in similar positions. Um, but then also, you know, players that are, are, are likely to affect my team. This all feels very familiar, Miles. Very familiar. I seem to well, remember us having very similar players and every single week we were just like, oh, my boy scored. Oh, my boy scored. Oh, my boy scored. Yeah. So yeah. that's part of my strategy. And, you know, so it's, it's a compliment. It's, it's a compliment, but it's also just the sheer intelligence of my fantasy abilities where the, the viewers know if they listened to my advice last year, they would have won their leagues because well, the things if- that I was doing were just so far in front of you guys that. I mean, you couldn't even catch me with five weeks to go. Mate, All right. well, how, mate how, how many times did they tell you you're not allowed to plug your OnlyFans on yeah. the pod <laughs> yeah. to sign up for Miles <laughs> Custom? Oh, yeah. my God. That's Transfers. Fuck me right. up. All I, of two followers. That's, that's, war- that's a yellow card, mate. Yellow card. First warning. Yeah, all of two followers, which are you two, because I saw you guys sign up to my OnlyFans yeah, the other night. Yeah, it's because right. you've got a discount code. So Yeah, there's discount yeah. codes. They get you. You know. Yeah. Um, no, look, you know, I was, walking trophy, down, I, was, I was walking down the street the other day <laughs> and I saw this, like, flyer blowing in the breeze and it was like a topless photo of Miles with a QR code and I just scanned it, you know, with the discount and yeah. it turned out to be yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah, we're, we're not spending our money any other way. We're not spending money either, either way at the moment, so we've got to put it somewhere. Okay, just Thanks, to bring Chris. us back. So balance of squad. Uh, yeah, Miles, I do agree in terms of that drafting tactic. I like that you're countering um, based on stronger teams. I think for me, when I think of balance of squad, I am looking at other teams because obviously if you're looking at the other people drafting around you and you look at the players that they've picked, you get an idea of where they might go next. And, you know, you might be able to pick a player that they you think they're going to go for that's better. And then you might be able to circle back again to get someone that you may have picked earlier, but, you know, they're looking for someone in a different position. I mean, it's never that clear cut, yeah. but that's the level no, you've got to be thinking on in draft. It's good to have that in your mind because... I feel like in a draft, like everything is relative. You know, you've got to just look at everything that's happening and don't just focus on your team, but focus on the surrounding teams as well. Yeah. And that can typically happen a lot in the very first two picks because, I mean, we play in a seven-man league and as we all know, there's only maybe five top strikers and even five don't score as high as a lot of the midfielders. Yeah. And if you want a decent striker, you have to pull a trigger early. You do, yeah. And especially if someone throws in the mix that they double pick a striker early, there's fuck all left. After two rounds of striker picks, it's gone. So as soon as someone triggers the strikers, it's on because everyone's like, shit, he's gone. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, if I don't get one now, it's going to come back to me. And I think, yeah. You can get caught up in that though, hey. Like you get caught up in like going, oh, shit, I'm missing out on strikers and not looking at their potential for points compared to just looking at the straight numbers and going, well, this midfielder will get more points and I just need midfielder. Like, look, I'll fill out my forwards later, but if I'm strong in another area, 
that's a really good shout. It's very easy to get caught into like, oh, are they going? I've got to snap one up whilst I can when actually you end up picking like a Firmino who's not amazing. How many times but, does he but, get picked early in drafts? Yeah. Like he's seriously, this point horse. Too early. Never yeah. been strong. I'm not. No, I, too early. I but even get him up um, in front of me. Yeah, but even when I read the word like balance of squads, I, I think about um, like for me diversifying across teams. Like uh, I don't love to commit super heavy in my draft to one team. I'd rather let it play out a bit and then give me movability to drop variety to move there. Whereas if I'm loaded so heavy in one, I, I know just for me, I don't like having it. So I like having a balance of um, top, you know, especially top six teams. You just don't know how they're going to go. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, that does blend in a little bit though, like to another point, you know, I like to make in terms of my draft tactics and we'll probably transition into this from um, the balance thing. But when you're picking those balanced teams, like if you're going to commit to any particular team, you're committing to the team you think are going to win the Prem. Like, or the top two teams. Like for me, in my... a lot of goals. I guess so. But like uh, my tactic in the last couple of years that's proven pretty good is to real try and commit to those teams that I think are going to win the Prem. Like I used to get caught up a bit in names like because you get names that float up in and around from the previous season with high point scores that aren't from the top six. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got to try and think, okay, is this team, which team's going to win this season? Which, you know, we're going to speculate in a later pod. So I won't get too much into that now, but I like to use that as a basis for projecting whether I think a player is going to do well. Mm. And I'm talking about your really big players. Yeah, only your big ones. Really strong starters. You can't base your whole strategy off that, but like you are looking at, yeah, Harry Kane's or like I'm not saying Tottenham's going to win. You know, I think probably more likely you're looking at City players, but Harry Kane might factor into that. But, yeah, does that make sense? Or, Miles, you look very, very upset with my point of view there. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I agree. And it's, it's kind of that thing where in draft, you know, once you have them, you own them. Um, sorry, I'm just getting a bit of a bad connection here. So, yeah, with, with draft, you know, like once you've picked them up, you have them. So when you own the monopoly on that player, um, even if you don't play them, they might actually come in um, – a bit later in the season and you know having depth in your in your draft team is so key yeah and i think it kind of transitions into another big point of ours risk you know if if you're trying to commit to teams do you think are going to win the prem you're definitely reducing your risk i mean the only risk i guess of picking those teams is that there might be a lot of rotation and, you know, that's more common in, say, a Pep squad. But for other teams like United, if you think they're going to perform well, like they've got like one, a, an easier team to pick, the starting players that will play consistently without rotation. Yeah. Mm. So you have to factor in rotation as, as a risk. And I think you also got to really think about just the players who actually will get points, even though you're, you're trying to skew towards, I've just got to get a city player or something like, you know, you're not touching a Rodri. Don't get, don't get drawn in by just having a player. Oh, you know, you've got to be careful. Like Liverpool midfielders, you just don't touch. No. Like, like they're not a midfield. It's pretty much t- the two wingers and then the whole back line. 
yeah. is where you touch, yeah. you know, like there's certain teams and skews that you've got to be careful. But I think the risk thing as well is obviously we know those names go so quickly. So there's got to be a level of, you will never know as much as you can about some of the lesser players. And sometimes some of those newcomers to the Premier League, like the transfer news we threw, like there's a level of risk maybe banking on a new promising, like, you know, someone might risk it on Sancho. He might go first round. Like that could be a huge, you know, part of the risk strategy. That to me is a risk. Yeah. yeah. That to me is- I think that's a, it's, it's a risk, but it's like an educated risk, I think. Yeah, you okay. Know. But like, okay, Actually, can I put it into you know context? What? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah? I just was no, no, going no, to you- give you an example. Okay, last season, Ver- Werner came in. Yeah. He's going to play at Chelsea. Chelsea's spending a lot of money, but a lot of new players come in. Now, there are other factors because there are a lot of pl- players coming in. But when he was, you know, when Chelsea spent that amount of money with his amount of goals, what were you guys thinking? Was he a risk? Yes. I think he was a risk for a first-round pick. Yeah. I, I think like, a, new, a new player to the league in the first round is always a risk. But it's like that's where you then weigh up that risk-reward. It's like I'm risking it because someone else might not have jumped this early on them. But then if you snag a golden ticket, you never know. But that's, that's where the gamble comes in. Exactly. That's the risk part of it. It's like are you willing to – you know, maybe maybe you might be lucky. You might be on the back end of the snake so you could – you know, risk it as the third last pick with that type of person, knowing that you're going to get a pretty solid, safe one just three picks later. Yeah, I don't mind that as the strategy. And to me, that's where he'd go. Yeah. He's going the back end of the snake. Yeah. He's not he's not in your first few, but I think there's, um, yeah, that's the biggest risk comes from those new players. I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. And, and then I think the next tier is those players who last year had a really good season that have never done it before. Mm-hmm. Can they do it again? Like your Villa defenders, um, you know, that type of shout I think is your next kind of tier of risk. Yeah, you bear a Hino's. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I think this is a really interesting point and I think it actually like moves to our next kind of topic in this section which is you know like l- looking at the top 5 picks or let's say let's call it top 7 picks because we're we're in a seven man league and I think that there's a lot of people to talk about. Um oh, when I said you, first I when, I think when we talk about first 5 picks we mean first 5 rounds. Oh, okay. Well, let's just talk about the first first rounds just while we're there. Yeah. Um, first round draft picks. You know, so if you look at the list that the fantasy website gives to us with their mm. draft ranking, for example, yeah. they go Kane, Salah, Fernandez, Mane, De Bruyne, Sterling, Vardy. Okay, that's their top seven. Mm. And then straight after that, you've got Son, Abamyang, Rashford, Sancho, Mares, Firmino. Okay, so they're, they're the next lot. Yeah. And, you know, Mane didn't have a great season and he's fourth fourth round pick in their draft ranking. You know, he's above De Bruyne, who was injured most of the season. Yeah, I that that draft rank, ranking thing is... It's an interesting one, hey, because it it is helpful for sure. And I remember when we used to do this league before this website was around, 
Like mm. we were using the, you know, the budget version to try and figure all this out, right? And yeah. there was no direct reference to draft ranking and stuff like that. And then yeah. the draft ranking comes in and it gives you context and it's definitely a useful tool for sure, but you have to look at it with an eye of going, well, why do they pick this draft ranking? And I'd agree with Miles there for sure that De Bruyne is a more valuable asset than Mane, for example. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Fernandez was the top scoring player last season, but he's third draft rank. So, yeah. like, what do they use to judge that? You know, I'm very interested to know. I know. Like, and is it is it past seasons as well that they factor into it? Like an recent average? form? Like even Fernandez dropped in form towards the end of last season and some of these other players held their form. Mm. You know, Mane, I'd say, you know, De Bruyne too, but they're both like guaranteed minutes as long as they're not injured. Like, you know, I guess Jota playing, does yeah. threaten Mane a little bit um, in that position, but... Mane pretty much has the position. So are they going, well, Liverpool are another good chance this year to get goals or an attacking team, you know, Mane might oust De Bruyne. I don't know. Fuck. How do you how do you know how they picked that? Yeah. Which is why know. which is it's why probably, it's probably you a combo. Can't just use it. No, exactly. I think it's a combo as well, because Mane was about eighth top point scorer last year and De Bruyne had huge injuries. So I reckon they factor in last year's points somehow to the calculation, but if anyone yeah. out there knows, let us know. Well, we might have to do some digging. But, um, boys, for me, when I look at these numbers, I've got a lot of question marks still because I think it depends on some movement where some of these players fall. Like, my first big question mark is over Sun. If Kane's gone, mm. what what happens? Is he going to be as good? Like, yeah. he'll well, he lead great. the line. He's yeah. been doing that in preseason. Yeah. He's been playing up front. But, you know, we know how lethal they are together. Like, does that drop him a little bit, you know? I think... I, I would think, say it does. Yeah. He, for me, is a big question mark. Yeah. And whoever goes for him, I believe that wherever they go for him, they have to. It's hard to turn down someone who is so proven in the Prem. Like, mm-hmm. he does do a lot on his own. He He's yeah. a very direct player. So, he may not be affected by... The loss of Kane, but it is there's so many factors involved, and it will be a question mark of is how late will he go in your league, and how long can you wait on him? Because at some point he's <laughs> yeah. a very valuable player, and for me, I just think that like maybe the less researched players or the people in your league that plan this less than we do will just jump on him, thinking, "Yeah, golden." So, you, I don't know. That could be a mistake or it could be the right thing. And that's what that's where the gamble comes in with fantasy. Yep. That's the gamble we're all playing. But it's the best gamble around. <laughs> best gamble you ever make. All right. Or the worst. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think, you know, we've covered off a lot of draft strategy there. It'd be good to kind of round out with... Um, our favorite players in a certain position. And this week uh, we're going to just cover forwards and we'll follow up in the next episode with, um, yeah, the rest of the players in the other positions. Should Um, we say forwards or we want to go straight into it? 
how do you mean? Sorry. No, we can jump straight into it. I'm just just wondering, like, yeah, let's let's just do it. Yeah, let's let's cover some of them off. Let's let's tick off. We talked yeah. we talked about a couple of them already, but I think we can really just let's try and nail down like how we'd approach some of these forwards. And I think well, if we if we can put them in like I think priority orders of our thinking, as well as like how early should they be approached in your draft, um, because mm. of their overall value. Uh, yeah, well, I've just um, you know using the draft uh, link on the website here. I've just clicked, uh, you know, forwards only. And yeah. obviously, you've still got that draft rank there. So, Kane is one. Seven. Vardy is seven. So, it ch- does show you a little bit of the value of, in their minds, strikers. Mm. And I don't know how much that's just a numbers game or whatever, but it, it has been proven that midfielders generally score more points unless you are a prolific striker, which obviously Kane yeah. is. But then... Mm. You go down that list. Okay, Vardy is next and Aubameyang is the third. Now, his draft rank is nine and he had a pretty fucking average season last year. Um, yeah. You know, like I would be weighing that up and going, do I take this, you know, there's different risks here. Like Firmino being the next and Werner being the fifth rated, highest rated player. I look at that and go, I think my favorite risk right now might be Werner. Like, yeah, or even like DCL, you, you can't take that away from him. Yeah, I'd agree. Or, or Bamford. Or Bamford, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, we, we, I'm looking at these players and going, well, are Arsenal really making moves that change their team enough to change their situation not really mm. Firmino mm. is proven to be consistently more of like a pla- he's a I don't know what would you call him Hito oh he's like a playmaker really deep lying forward like false nine type style I I, I think he's still you'd be very much like if he became your second strike you're like that's okay yeah, yeah. Like, I'd agree with that. Like, but you don't want him to be a best striker. His draft rank like, is 13. You know, that's way too that's high. so high. It's way too high. And I think, um, you know, there might be a lot of rotation. One thing just to throw with forwards, which I, th- I think it will impact more our mid-conversation next week, but we've got to remember that there's African Cup and oh, – not African Cup. Yeah, African Cup of Nations. Is that how we call it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so both Salah and Mane are going to disappear for a bit this season. That's um, true, yeah. So, you know, does his role have to change a bit because does he have to be more attack-minded mm. because he's not going to have the other two there around or does that really make him suffer even more so? Um, I, th- I think it could go either way. You know, it could make him suffer or it could make him thrive. But, you know, with Jota just coming straight in for Mane, um, uh, you know, Liverpool, it, they seem to kind of have it figured out when one of those guys are missing. Um, yeah. especially up front because they had to make it work last season because, you know, they knew that they had to score goals to win games because, you know, their defense was so depleted, as you mentioned before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in terms of some of the forwards then, mate, who is who for you is sitting in your, like, in the first three rounds they have to go and and who, who can wait maybe? Yeah, for forwards-wise, um, I personally, I, I don't want to just be – you know, Chelsea blinded, but I do believe that Werner will have a bit of a breakout season 
And if not Werner, I think Kai Havertz, who's still a mid, so we'll speak about him next week. Um, but besides from all the guys that we've spoken about today, um, I'm really looking at Ollie Watkins. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, you you were calling it last season that that this season will be his breakout year, even though he was – I think he was like the ranked in the third – the top three strikers for points at the end of last season. So, and, and he, and he hit the post probably like five or six times. So that could have been even in the top, you know, two or three. Um, And so besides Watkins, um, I'm interested in uh, DCL, Wilson and Antonio. I think those strikers, um, especially if Antonio can stay fit, um, I, I think that there'll be, you know, those good kind of middle tier strikers um, after, you know, you know, as you said, as your second striker, I'd prefer any one of them to Bobby Firmino. Yeah. Can I just say a hundred percent agree with that? That yeah. is, yeah, it's so true. And there's, there's not much risk there. Yeah. I, How long are you willing to wait for them though? Are, are you willing to push your picks out to three rounds in or? to hit one of them up as your first striker. Can you say that? I, I don't think I'd be waiting too long. You have to adjust to what your draft's doing. What do you mean? You have to adjust to what your draft's doing. Yeah. Like, no, for I, example, I, if... You can definitely do that. everyone goes forward heavy early on, then you have to take that into account. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes, and it, can typi- but, it typically happens a lot in our drafts, you may miss out on any rewarding forwards, but... Yeah, I'm just kind of yeah, just curious who's who's stands above the the wider net of mids. You know, we know forwards can be yeah a bit lost. Like who is who's standing out that you you really kind of want to be getting in those first couple? Like that you'd be disappointed to not you know snake outside of some of the big names. Yeah, look, I think yeah, Bobby look, Miles I'm I'm, I'm looking him. through my list and yeah, I think Paddy B. Antonio Watkins, Wilson DCL, besides, you know, your top tier strikers that we've mentioned. And I think there's a few questions of how Jimenez is going to go this season. You know, what's going to happen with him? You know, is, are we going to see the old Jimenez before, you know, his, his, yeah. his you know, terrible injury? There's that um, risk question. That's uh, risk. Mm, that's, yeah. that's exactly what the risk is. And, but it's risk or reward. I mean, there's a lot going on at Wolves this season, so it's hard to know. The new manager um, and his injury, I would yeah. not be taking that risk. He's a third-round draft pick for me, like forward. He's a third third pick forward for me. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it depends how mid-heavy you go um, and it depends how many strikers, you know, that we've just mentioned go. But then... After that tier that we've just mentioned, um, then we can go into a little bit more nitty gritty. You know, you got, we haven't even mentioned Danny Ings. We don't know where he's going to be. Does Shea Adams actually make a bigger impact at Southampton without Ings there, as we saw last season when Ings was injured? Mm. Um, And then we go to other options like Cavani. How many minutes is he going to get? Will he be first choice? You know, Rashford, we haven't mentioned him. He's gone under surgery, I think, two days ago. How long is that recovery process going to be? Um, 
you know, Chris Wood, he had a blinder of a finish last season. He scored eight goals and three assists in 11 games, you know. So is he going to continue that form into the new season? He's he's in Tokyo now. Is he going to be tired? You know, there's all these questions and it probably just goes back to when we were talking about the balance of the squad and what other people are doing around you. You've got to take all of this into consideration. Yeah, definitely. Like it's it's the more you know than your team, you know, your competitors, the better off you are. But you also have to yeah. be calm in the draft and not rush and make sure that all you use that knowledge well. Uh, yeah, definitely. And you know what we were talking? We were talking about pacing the drinks, all right? And that comes into being calm, cool, and collected during draft. It's easy Don't to get, get on the beers at draft. All yeah, right. make sure you're on the beers a bit late. Yeah, or or just you know pick up a few cheeky non-alcoholic ciders. Oh, that's dog. Be, uh, that's a be, dog uh, act. That's a dog act. That's cheating. I right, chuck that's it in cheating. a chuck it in a stubby oh, holder. No, never know. That's like kicking someone <laughs> in the balls. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, we've covered off a fair few names there. Um, you know. I think this might be a nice place to round out this preseason pod. Um, hope it's not been too dry for people. It's uh, it's been a new experience for us to try this on Zoom, and I, you know, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Oh, it's just been it's good just... chatting fantasy again, boys. You know, getting excited yeah. again. Fuck yeah! It's got me yeah. really excited because I hadn't done a lot of work until like prep for this dra- uh, pod, yeah. and. Um, I am so pumped, especially going in as champion to defend my title. You know, I'm so- <laughs> Fuck off. I can't believe it. Mate, what, you plug it every fucking five minutes. Yeah. I don't worry, don't worry, listeners. I've had the uh the trophy in my background just to tease him, like the whole yeah. fucking recording. Yeah. Just so yeah, it hurts. He hasn't he hasn't been able to get it off me seeing as we can't uh, see each other, so Yeah. Yeah. We'll Look- see. It is what it is. All right. Well, for this week, we're going to round it out. Uh, make sure you follow us on socials, FPL Draft Boys. Uh, we're on Insta, Twitter. Hit us up, please. Uh, we will yeah. respond. Especially at the moment because we're doing nothing. Yeah, we love fan interaction. <laughs> <laughs> if we awesome. can call anyone that. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. That's it for another week. You. All right. Nice cheers, guys. guys. Thanks for listening. Boys.